welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about professionals using iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Keep It is is for making notes and storing documents and finding them again. I have described it as a notebook, an organizer, and a scrapbook all in one. In a way, it is just a a great big repository for uh, for your, your mind. Welcome back to iPad Pros. Today on the show is Stephen Harris of Reinvented Software, the creator of Feeder for Mac and Keep It for iOS and Mac. In today's interview, you'll learn all there is to know about Keep It and why you should consider it to store and organize your information. I've been using the app for the past month or so and have been very impressed with it so far. The interface and features work better for how my brain works than some of the alternatives out there. The big ones being Evernote and DevonThink. At the very end, we also discuss a little bit about the potential of the rumored shared development platform rumored for the Mac and iOS, and if that means Feeder could potentially come to the iPad. Before we get to the interview, I just wanted to mention here at the front of the episode that if you are enjoying the podcast, please take a minute and head on over to Apple Podcasts to review the show. Every review means a lot and helps make iPad Pros that much more discoverable in the Apple Podcast algorithm. With that said... Here's my interview with Stephen. Enjoy. I'm here today with Stephen Harris of Reinvented Software. Welcome, Stephen. Hi. Hi, Tim. So I want to have you on this show because I came across your app, Keep It, not too long ago. And uh, your company has been on my radar for a long time because of your older app, Feeder, for the Mac, which I used uh, back in 2010 for a different podcast to produce my RSS feed. Yes, right. I guess the first thing I want to ask is, was Feeder your first app, or I guess Together was an earlier version of Keep It? Like, where what's your history as a developer, and what what's that been like? Well, uh, yes, Feeder was my second app. So my first app was called Keep It Together, which turned into Together, which then turned into Keep It. Um, and the reason that original, <laughs> uh, I know that sounds, having had to explain this a few times now, it does sound a bit crazy. Um, but originally, uh, Keep It Together was abbreviated as KITS, which is absolutely impossible to find <laughs> <laughs> on anything. So I had to change the name. I changed it to Together to try and keep some continuity, but I, I didn't really like the name. And, and I thought, you know, as, as I needed to rewrite it a few years down the line, that, you know, the name I really would have liked keep it i could maybe i should use that now and it would avoid the pitfalls of the kit situation oh brilliant yeah because together mm. to me sounds more like a pure collaboration tool a exactly yeah. and i and i think that did give the impression that well ironically though keep it is sort of moving more in that direction a little bit but uh yes <laughs> it, it didn't uh, it didn't exactly describe what the app did very well yeah yeah, and there are collaboration features that we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, yes. The, the first thing I'm wondering is how you came up with the idea for Keep It. Uh, was it uh, a pain point that you had in your own life of storing data, or what was the inspiration for it? Well, it was, I mean, a long time ago now. It was 2003 and four when I was starting on my business, and I was, I was doing a lot of research, and I needed a place where I could sort of make notes and save web links and documents and sort of be able to find them again, which was, you know, the, the trickier part of it at the time. And there really wasn't anything that, that did what I wanted back then. So, so my first app was the app that helped me to learn how to write apps, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. So yeah. uh, we haven't 
we've we've kind of, we've kind of mentioned a little bit of what it is and what it does. Uh, can you kind of give the the elevator pitch for what Keep It is for iPad? Yes, sure. Um, Keep It is well, it's for, it's for making notes and storing documents and finding them again. Um, I have described it as a as a notebook, an organizer, and a, and a scrapbook all in one. In a way, it's it is just a a great big repository for. Uh, your your mind perhaps <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. a good way to think of it and there's a lot of different organizational tools that you can use with and keep it to, to help you find things and stay organized yes so yeah, one... i mean over, over the years there have been a million a million different <laughs> suggestions <laughs> of how to do this and i think keep it now condenses all these into the ones that make the most sense yeah, can you uh, speak a little bit about the difference between there's there's bundles and there's uh, tags? How do you use these different organizational tools within Keep It to 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 find things? Sure. Well, um, the the one to start with, I suppose, is folders, which everyone knows. You know, really, folders, nice hierarchical folders, but they they can present a bit of a problem sometimes. Sometimes you don't just want to put something in a folder; you might want to see it somewhere else. Um, one of the first things I ever did with Keep It Together back in 2004 was um, the idea of what I've now called bundles. At the time, they were called groups, which is another confusing term. You can see why I maybe changed the name. Um, bundles, where you can you can take things out of folders. You can see them all in one place, but you don't necessarily move them out of your your very you know carefully constructed hierarchy. So you can you can just gather things together, perhaps even temporarily. Perhaps you just want to find a few things just for now and just look at them in a in a single place. So that's what bundles do. And uh, the inspiration for them came from things like iTunes playlists and, at the time, iPhoto albums, where you could actually put, a, say, a photo in a few different albums. It didn't have to be in just the one, and I, I quite liked the idea of that. And that, that was before people started using tags, really, now, which could sort of do the same thing, but in a different way. Everyone's pretty much familiar with tags now because of hashtags, isn't it? You know, that you can you can put a, a number of tags in an item, you can use that to find other items with the same tag and you can combine those tags to to really sort of drill down into things the final one is um labels which are, are just colored labels now i know uh, if you use the mac and the files app sort of tries to do this but you know tags and labels you can have they can have a color they can be the same sort of thing um but in keeper there is a separation between them labels are just colored and and tags are just text as it were yeah and the colored labels have a nice big prominent space in the UI. It's it's a yes. third point in the breakdown of your lists. So Yes, yeah. yes. It's something that really you want to you want it to leap out at you, I think. That's the idea of that. Yeah, absolutely. So they, there's a lot of different tools which I appreciate for people that, you know, think differently. Oh, I, I like tags, I you don't like labels or I like mm. the whole bundle idea that, that, that clicks with me, you know. Or uh, yes. a lot of people they'll they'll use all three. There are wars fought over these things. You know. Oh yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the best I've I've heard it all. <laughs> so with, with iOS 11, there's the files app integration. What mm. kind of things are not yet available in the integration that you hope make it into future versions? I'm sure tagging and labels and all of that doesn't carry over. What what does carry over and what's missing right now from files app? Right. Well, that's you've actually hit the nail on the head there. Really, if we could get the files app to really let let tags be integrated with apps, I think that would make a lot of people very happy. Maybe the label's not as much, but 
that I think the tagging the, and the ability to, to use tags, people who like tags and use tags are, are passionate about them. And, you know, the people that don't really don't care. But <laughs> I think I think that's really quite lacking at the moment in, in the iOS Files app. Because tagging is supported in the Files app just if you're just using files. Yes. It's a systematic feature if you're just using the uh, the built-in stuff. So Yes, yeah. and I think it might come back to iCloud Drive, but it doesn't extend to other apps as such. So, yeah, so that would be a natural extension for yes, a way to plug yes. into that. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate they've done a lot of work on that in a in a fairly short period of time. So what they've got there is really great. Yeah, I was I was very happy to see it as included what Apple was working on. Keep it uh, came out last year. Uh, prior to that, as you mentioned, it's called Together. What were the big changes that encouraged you to make the move to this new app? I was thinking about Together Four, the next big version, and what I needed to do to do it to it and i really needed to restructure things so that they can make a bit more sense on both mac and ios because obviously as kit and together it had grown up on the mac for 13 years by that point now it's 14 and it always occurred to me that if i was starting again there's a lot of things i just wouldn't do or maybe i'd do differently most of that was really just under the hood stuff. One big feature I had to take out, which was multiple libraries. Unfortunately, these are just very technically difficult with app extensions and things like Spotlight and you know share extensions. When you put another layer on top of, of a layer of what's already a very large hierarchy of files, that can be very difficult. And they were very difficult to make work with, with sharing as well, sharing between other people. And a lot of people found that confusing. So there was I wanted to get away from that and I also wanted to rethink a few things, which were quite established in the UI. One of the things being the, the tag filter that is in Keep It Now, which sits below the list of sort of tag cloud where you can drill down through tags. Previously, that was in a sidebar all by itself. And again, even on iPads, where you have, you can see a lot more, you couldn't really work with tags and the items that were tagged at the same time when it was like that. It was like the left column would have the tags and the right column would show a preview of whatever it was. So so I wanted to really rethink all that and see how I could make tags work well across Mac, iOS, and iPads. Another thing is, is just paving the way for more features down the line as well, really. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about things that maybe are too far off for that. Sure, because I don't yeah. Know yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, because uh, people will then be asking for that. Uh, is that ready tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So now in 2018, there's a few apps in the market that accomplish similar things to Keep It. What are some of your favorite aspects of, of Keep It that your competitors don't do? It's flexibility, really. So I, I know there are a lot of apps there that I'm not sure they, they quite offer as much flexibility. I have to say, I don't pay that much attention, <laughs> <They don't, laughs> uh, in my view, <laughs> offer that much flexibility to stuff like things like the bundles. They might offer tags and they might offer folders. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll get both. Keep It is, is quite broad in, in what it offers. But another big thing is the way that Keep It and its predecessors have always preserved things in their original format. So if you put a text file in there, it is just a text file. If you put a PDF in there, it doesn't get embedded in a note. It doesn't get stuffed away in a database. You can access these things exactly as you would if they were just, you know, on a thumb drive or something. You can also be about uh, as organized or as lazy as you like with it, really, because the idea is that you could just put something in it and find it again, no matter how uh, how many tags you have or whether you bother or not to 
file it all away in folders. So, so, so I, I don't. I wanted to make an app that wasn't didn't preach. <laughs> so you must get organized and you must do this. Um, if you wanted to do that, great, you could do it. And there's a load of things to help you do it. But it, it doesn't force you into doing it. It doesn't make it feel like a, a burden and a, you know work in itself. Yeah. Now searching. How is that system implemented? Is it searching within the contents of a file as well as just the, the subject that you put the file as? Or what's the, I guess, the algorithm you're looking at? It's using Spotlight now in iOS to actually index the, what's in the file. So it'll extract the content of um, its own notes, most text files, PDFs, web archives, I think... That might be it. It'll extract the content and it does index these with Spotlight. So you should be able to find by content in the app and system-wide. Although I think there are situations where if you have really do have a lot of content that um, iOS will sort of trim down that index and you, you might not be able to find them. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, doing my own thing there as well to make that a bit better. Yeah. But for a lot of people, that just, just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How do you personally use Keep It? You mentioned in the early days you developed it to organize your your business, right? Keep Keep documents yes. all sorted out. Is that still how you use it, or has that evolved over the years? You know, it's it's devolved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, um, a lot of the time, I am really just using it to test it. I've got this terrible problem now, where I will, I still do put things in it and keep things around that I need. But I have this terrible habit of if I get a support email that says when I delete this folder, you know, it hangs. I will then go and delete the folder. <laughs> 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 and then I'm trying to get it back from the backup. So I'm, in a way, um, it's ruined my life because, you know, I can't use the app I made to uh, to keep my life in check. But, I, I you know, I, I, in the sense that I still use it every single day for one reason or another anyway. Yeah. Yes. Now, now you mentioned a little bit ago that Keep It doesn't, like, reformat the files into a different... It doesn't, like, re-encode them so you can't get them out ever. Mm. Now... This uh, comes through on what the Mac having just uh, a folder somewhere in your library that you can access all this. And on iOS, everything's in the files app, just as the straight files. Is that kind of how yes. it shows itself? Yes, exactly. And, you know, I mean, the files app now makes it a very similar situation on the Mac. It's the first time, really, that you can just look there. You can just get the files out and open them up in another app, change them, do, do whatever you like. Um, you could do this previous to iOS 11 in, with a document picker, but I don't think a lot of people really use that. And yeah, it was more of a power user feature. It's, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. quite clunky, I suppose. That it and it depended which you know app supported it, and I don't think a lot did. Now, getting stuff into Keep It, could you simply drag a file into the Files app part of the Keep It inter- you know within Keep It there to do that? Yes, you can do that. You can do that um, via the Files app. You can do it uh, as well to, to keep it in, in a split view. You can drag them over. So yes, either way, just just drag in there whatever yeah. you want, and it'll automatically appear. Okay, it should yep. do. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, one thing I noticed when I was using it is you have a concept of stationary and keep it. Um, mm. this, this is templating. What can you explain this concept and how you envision people using it? I've done two things with it, really. There, there was some people who were, were asking for um, the ability to make templates of things that were already in their libraries, you know. So that that makes sense to everyone, I think. 
The only propriety format that Keep It has is its own notes format, which is just to support a few extra things that you can't do otherwise. But some people don't want that. They want to write, say, in, in Markdown or a plain text file or, or rich text files that they could then just take with them somewhere else. Um, so I, I decided to use stationery to let you create empty documents. I mean, it's a template, but it's empty, you know, of any kind of file. So you could create a, you know, I mean, there are some built-in ones for plain text and rich text anyway. So you can make a new file, a new rich text file and just write in that, make a new plain text file and, you know, just use it as though um, they were uh, native keypad notes. Okay. And so within your own format, if people want to use that, what advantages do you have creating a keep it note? over say markdown or rich text it's things like checklists and they do have their own range of easy to use styles as well predefined styles that you can use um there's actually no reason why you can do that with rtf i think on the styles but the checklist is something that you just can't do otherwise so that's that's one of the things and particularly for people moving from some other apps that have checklists they want to you know preserve those things and, and so that's what that's what they're there for and when you make a a template of your your own a stationary you're able is that working within that format to create oh i want the background color being black and the text being green that's within the keep it note format is that is that accurate yes you can do that but um you can i mean there are defaults for that as well so you can do that either way uh, but yes yeah, so, certainly if you have a template a text text that you want to have say if you had a format for your show and you <laughs> you know you wanted to fill out the gaps well that would be a good use for stationary so you mentioned the ability to have defaults for your notes, having different guess, color schemes. How do you update those? On iPad or, or, or on iPhone, you can tap the, um, the format button. It looks like a, a capital A and a lowercase a, and um, you'll see styles and format. So you can save anything that you, you any text, the format of that as a style, and you could edit the styles there. So if you swipe down to the bottom and you tapped on edit styles, you can see the existing styles. These are the, the defaults. So the body style is it's just your normal text. And you've got, uh, you can change the text color and the fonts and the size and the background color and even the color of links there too. So you can go through, you can change all those styles to be how you want them. That actually gets synced across all your devices with iCloud as well. So it's only something you have to do once. Yeah, very nice. Something I noticed right away was the iCloud sync, and that was very very nice indeed to have in there. Does the Files app complicate anything at all as far as how the system all works from a developer angle? One of the, the bits of lucky timing was I was developing this around about the same time that Apple had done the WWDC and, and said about the Files app. And so I had all that in mind when I did this. So no, it, it's actually, I've been able to more or less just, just make everything exactly as I wanted it, that it would integrate well with this because, you know, I'm, I'm guessing the Files app's going to be around for a long time. Whereas with Together, with its predecessor, this would have been quite tricky. And so I've been able to sort of grab that opportunity and, and go for that right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's good timing uh, for sure. Now, uh, one of the big features in iOS 11, drag and drop. How did you decide to implement it? I'd hope this works exactly as you would think. Keep it on Mac has had drag and drop, obviously, since the very beginning. And it's one of the things that I, I really wanted to always be good, that you could just drag something in it and not have to worry about it. So, so keep it on iPads follows the same thing. You drag text to it, you'll get a new note. You drag a link to it, it'll be uh, saved as a web link or a, 
it will even download that web link if that's your default setting. Just drag files in and things like that. So from the files app, from another part of the files app, and they would be imported just as regular files that you can view in the app and, and so on. It should be really just very straightforward, very intuitive, and the same for dragging out, really. I mean, uh, what happens when you drag out really depends on the, the app that's receiving it, of course. But I'll let you drag out files, I'll let you drag out text and, and images and so on. And, and so they should it should work fairly like you expect. Yeah, definitely. Is there any, I guess, mass export option in Keepit? Or like, say you want to move a couple folders out at a time, you could, could you initiate a drag that you're able to tap a couple different folders and do that? You can definitely you can drag a lot of folders at the same time. You can use drag and drop within the app as well, just to reorganize things. And you could do that also in the files app as well. Of course, you could uh, you can reorganize things in the files app. Yeah, one of the things I noticed is how limited the API is for tapping on the app icon for recent files. Oh yes, uh, that is something that uh, a lot of apps that I would expect to have that feature i just don't just because of how limited the api is for that i believe you need to use exactly what pages does to have that work <laughs> oh right yes a document browser yeah yeah exactly yes i actually put something in keep it there's a list in keep it called recents which shows things that you viewed or added across all your devices because that is a real problem sometimes isn't it you add something and and well where's it gone yeah exactly <laughs> and so that was something else i was keen to do it's, it's a very subtle feature you know a lot of things provide a last import but here's a last of 20 30 40 things that you actually <laughs> right. worked on and for deleting things you i think follow a similar model that the photos app does when you delete it you have 30 days where it's in a deleted item folder then it clears it out is that the yes the process there Yes, that's right. Exactly that. It's completely taken from photos. But I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's the thing that people don't really tend to think about it so much these days. Do they? You know, they don't, um, you know, we might delete things and then maybe don't think about it, but you want it back. We have enough storage, I think is what I'm saying that, you know, maybe you don't need to, you know, empty it out all the time. So I thought that was a good thing to add. Yeah, I, I agree. Because sometimes you'll <laughs> accidentally hit delete or you'll mm. come back a week later and think and remember, oh, I want that actually. Yes. As you see people use the app and you get, I guess, customer service uh, emails, are there hidden features of the app that you wish more people knew about, about or utilized? I don't think there really are right now. The, the one thing that we've already spoken a lot about is before the files app, I really wanted people to find the document picker because they were always asking me, well, how can I open my PDF and do things to it You know, I can, and highlight some text? Nowadays, I think that is just so obvious now with the Files app that it's maybe not a problem. But even so, I know there have been bugs in my Files app implementation, and it took ages for anyone to notice them. <laughs> uh, so I think maybe that is still something that people need to think of more, that you're not stuck in a container. You're not stuck in one app anymore. You can now use lots of apps with these files. So I think I would like to see more, more people doing that. Yeah. But I have no way of knowing if they are or not, of course. Right, yeah. Now, the Mac version, are there many big differences between that and the iPad version? Uh, they're really, really not very many. The only thing right now that is significantly uh, different on the Mac is the search is actually a lot better. It shows suggestions, and you can save searches for future reuse, which I think is something that you, you were thinking about. 
that is something I want to bring over to iOS, but it's 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 got a lot of work in trying to fit it in, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm still not sure quite how to do it because it's a bit more compact. I thought it was better to on an iPad or iPhone to search and see the results as you as you type, rather than show a load of stuff that's saying, well, you know, do you want this tag? Do you want that name? You know, that's about the only. I'm trying to think. There is anything else I'm lying. No, I think that is really it these days. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Like, for instance, on Mac, there's no ability to, like, annotate a PDF within Keep It or anything like that. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Um, but maybe in about a month's time, yeah. there will be. And iOS, yeah. there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a way to do that API-wise, is there? Yes, there is. There is, yes. okay. Yes, there is. This is the thing. On Mac, actually, you can open the PDF in something else. And, and edit it and save the changes and they will appear and keep it and they'll be synced to iCloud. And right now it's the same on iOS. You could open it, the files app and, and annotate something. But I am adding uh, highlighting and the ability to add notes to those highlights in the next version of Keep It on both Mac and iOS. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be really handy. Mm. Uh, yeah, doing revisions and stuff, that'll be nice. Web pages seems to be something that is... I guess not entirely unique to keep it, but something that is a strength of it. Something I noticed as I was using it is I want to be able to save the reader view of pages. Is there an API to be able to do that in the future? Well, no. No. Right now, no. Now, the stuff that they used in Safari for the reader view, that was sort of, I think it was called readability. That is a sort of open source thing, but it's it's not quite as simple as just grabbing that and doing it. It is something I'd like to look at because I know a lot of people would just like to just get just get the the text of the page set and you know maybe the relevant images. That reader view is great, so that that is something long term. I think I will be looking into. Yeah, as you get emails from your different uh, users, what kind of feedback have you gotten the most of of trends that people want to see in future updates? Right now, um, it's. I'm not actually getting a great deal of this. A lot of people have, because I've made this transition from together to keep it, lots of people are, appreciate the uh, the consolidation and the, the simplification. Feature requests tend to be things that are sort of missing that together had, one of which, for example, was uh, encryption. And the PDF annotation as well, that's another one, which is obviously why it's happening. Another big feature is shared folders. Yes, this is on my list. Yeah, you can really yes. collaborate on a per document basis, but uh, yes. folders, yeah. I wouldn't say millions of people, well, there aren't millions of users, but I wouldn't say uh, <laughs> millions of people are asking for it, but a few people have, and it, it tends to be the same thing. They want to share a folder with their wife or something like that, you know, and right now, Keep It can only share individual items, but I've already done this. Now, the next version will be sharing folders. Oh, well. that'll be that'll be great because yeah, it is a much more simple collaboration process of just sharing the folder yes. once versus every no new. Sense. Yeah, I actually wanted to do it in the one point but it was it's you know it's quite an ordeal. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the documents yes. level integration is very feels very native to everything. It's the same way you'd share a note in say Apple Notes app. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. Yes. Same exact API for that. Yeah, and they've done a good job on that. Folder level is that kind of the same process, or is there a different uh, sharing process you have to go through for that? It's the same sort of process, but there are there are big caveats with it, really. So it works hierarchically. This is sort of technical, but this is why folders will work. So you can share a folder and any of the folders that it contains, and that the items in those folders. 
but things have to belong in this hierarchy so when you're able to share folders yes yeah they won't they won't work because things can be in lots of different places at the same time um so you can't do those sort of things and you can't so in that way it is really just files and folders that you'd be be able to share that is a major limitation of the iCloud sharing api at the moment yeah now It'll will it share over the same if there's a tag or label will that share between the between accounts or are they unique tags per account that you're working with at that point? Yeah, no, that won't be shared, and it's the same situation with the files, apps, tags as well. Anything there shared does get the tags uh, specific to a user, labels are specific to a particular user, so so they don't get shared. So it's just just the hierarchy of files and folders. Okay. Uh, but the end user in each gen would be able to tag up whatever they yes, want? Yes, they yep. can add their own. That's that's great. Yeah, and they'll be preserved. They won't be lost. So, yes, they can add their own. Okay, nice. Something I would love is, this is a much harder role, I would imagine, uh, sharing stuff with non-keep-it users, like editing just text in a web browser. How, is that yes. uh, remotely possible in your... Uh, <laughs> Future goals, future goals of the app. I think it is possible because there is a, a web services API now for, for iClouds that's been around for a couple of years. So I think that is possible. But whether it's something I will ever get around to doing, I don't know, because I'm, I'm really not a web developer. Even if it was just notes, it might look simple, but I get the funny feeling it wouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's basically like launching a whole other app. Uh... Uh, yes, yeah. it is. And of course, people wouldn't be satisfied with just notes. So, you know, they would want a full web experience of the app then as well, I think. And uh, that is way beyond my ken. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, currently, there's a couple different smart folders, I'd kind of call them. All items, recent favorites, deleted items. Yes. Uh, and any way or ideas to make, you know, user custom folders like that in the future? Yes, there is. Can't say when just yet, but it's it's not that far away. In fact, keep it on Mac can do this already. You can save a search that combines multiple terms, and that will be saved into the into the sidebar, and you'll be able to use it on iOS as well. But right now, you can't create them on on iPad or iPhone. And editing is done on the Mac in the search field as well, which 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 isn't ideal. Yeah, that's yeah, not ideal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that did have smart groups smart folders and you could um similar to the ones that you get in mail on mac as well i think you can't create them on ios yet either can you where you could specify a whole load of rules and that is what i want to do next it's just a big job so i haven't got our own tweet yet yeah no that'd be that'd be great Mm -hmm. uh the last thing in my list of future features um, i have here (laughs) the info pane of keep it is pretty powerful there's a lot of information it it displays and and shares with you Uh, it's it's got things such as uh any tags the source of the url you can put comments on files there's information like what kind of file it is when it was added modified how big it is uh, lots of stuff in there yes have you considered making the where part of that tappable so you could actually move that to a different folder in the future um you know the where thing is meant to show just everywhere where that's that is oh so if i had bundles it would be there as well yes, and see about like four or okay. five different things but i will say that together actually used to use the info view to let you move things and let you add them to bundles keep it doesn't it's you have to tap that folder icon to the left of the uh, the i info to the left of the favorite star 
and you can measure them there. But uh, together, I actually used to do it all in the info view. I actually split them out deliberately and <laughs> you're asking for them back. But um, it, I mean, it, it is something I could consider because I know that you're focused on the task in hand then, aren't you, when you're in the info view. So yes, that is definitely something I'd yeah, another thing as it's just using it now, it would be interesting. I don't know how many people would use this, but you ha you're able to view the file name. I don't know if it make sense in any world to rename the actual file name if people care about that or not um, from info. Um, well, uh, changing the name in the info view actually changes the file name anyway. I think the file name is just there to show because if you can hide the file extension, you might have two files with the same visible name, but ah, one might yes. be a PDF and one might be, I don't know, a web archive yep. or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any other comments you want to make about Keep It or any final words on Keep It? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. The last question I have for you. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Feeder and use it on the Mac. And I actually, it's, it's bizarre. I actually have gotten one or two emails about people wanting to craft their own RSS feeds on the iPad. And I've been like uh, coming up with some like custom uh, editorial scripts to try to figure this out. We've been hearing rumblings of a shared development platform coming where you could more easily port Mac stuff to iOS. If that makes it really easy, is there any potential in having that come to iOS, that feeder app? If it went in that direction, I, I, I get the feeling it's the other direction, getting iOS apps on Mac, but I, I don't know, really. This is something I would love to do, anyway. The only problem is it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, to get, currently, say, to get feeder onto iOS is something like a 90% rewrite. You know, it's, it's really everything the only things that aren't really are the sort of third party sort of publishing things so yeah pretty much and it's a very niche app yeah um, it but... is very very niche very pro pro yes. level app yeah <laughs> yeah but we'll have to see what they announce i think and and you know because i think quite often the rumors come out and you hear a little you know and it doesn't sound quite right and then when you see the real thing it's it's often a lot better than what the rumor said it was isn't it or at least yeah. it makes more sense so um, it'd be interesting to see. But this is definitely something I want to do. I think I'm, I am going to, um, when I work on the next version of Feeder, which don't ask me when, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I'm going to nudge it in the right direction. I'm going to try and make the Mac app, you know, more compatible with what could be an iOS app and, and take it in that way. But uh, it's sort of more like work I've got to sneak in, you know, so that I, I don't bankrupt myself looking for something that perhaps might never sell. Yeah, I know when I talked to Adam Christensen of the MacCast, he mentioned, oh, yes. mentioned Feeder. And that's like one of the, I, I do all my podcast production on the iPad. And that's one of the things he was asking about. It's like, oh, no, I can't, can't do that quite yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the problem is really just making it financially viable. Yeah, and exactly. Technically, we can do everything we need to do now, and with the files app, especially, you know, I mean, that would really help, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, just just the financial side of it. Yeah, I understand it. It's uh, it's you know, iOS. It's a lot of users, but not every user is is there yet to do all their production work yet. No, no, but I mean, it's bound to be heading more in that direction as time goes on, isn't it? So Yeah, absolutely. You're ahead of the curve, Tim. <laughs> like you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stephen, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you about Keep It. Uh, it's it's a great app, and I'd encourage everyone to, to download it. It's free to download, and it's there's both monthly and yearly subscriptions and a free trial, or there's a, like a trial as well. How does that all work? Yes, there's a, a two-week free trial. And monthly subscriptions and like one dollar fifty a month, yearly subscription ten dollars or you know nine ninety nine uh, for a year. 
So um, it's easy enough to try out. You can try it out, you know, for uh, less than a latte. Yeah, it's the the pricing I found quite good uh, as far as uh, subscription models go. Like one forty nine is, I don't really notice that, you know. <laughs> yes, that's hopefully the idea. Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize. I guess you could do mid uh, dollar price tiers like that, which is really cool. I didn't either, actually. Until I think for the subscriptions, they've let it be very granular. So yes, you can do that. And then for more information about your company, is it reinventedsoftware.com? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you, Tim. Thanks again to Stephen for his time. Once again, check out Keep It in the App Store and visit reinventedsoftware.com to learn more about his apps. You can find the show notes over at iPadPros.net. Follow the show on Twitter at iPadProsPodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at T-C-H-A-T-E-N. Feedback and topic requests, you can send those to iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.